0: AI is the hottest topic in the world. ChatGPT, the poster company of generative AI, is trending in searches every single day. And what that means for you is this. The time to embrace AI technology is now because automation helps us to do more with less while continuing to meet and exceed business expectations. It's like magic. And if you haven't tried HubSpot's new AI features, you should do that. Content Assistant and ChatSpot are two brand new tools that will immediately save you and your team's time. HubSpot's features run on ChatGPT's tech to help you make compelling content and manage your CRM way faster than before. We're talking writing ad copy data analytics workflow automations all with a chat command so work smarter not harder and find out more about how to use ai to grow your business at hubspot.com slash artificial intelligence you're listening to side hustle pro the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business And I'm your host, Nikala Matthews-Akome. So let's get started. Hey hey, friends, welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nicaela here, and today I am so excited to be bringing you an update episode with Lysandra Rickards. She was episode 107 guest here on Side Hustle Pro, and so much has changed since we spoke in 2018. Lysandra is currently the founder and CEO of Soul Career, And she is the former CEO of the Richard Branson Center of Entrepreneurship in Jamaica and a Harvard MBA. She now helps companies use psychometrics to manage their end-to-end people operations, including recruiting, talent development performance management and coaching programs she also creates programs that help individuals find and succeed in their ideal careers for Lysandra soul career is about putting people first to ultimately drive organizational success if you listen to episode 107 you know that previously as CEO of the Richard Branson Center of Entrepreneurship she coached over 220 entrepreneurs created online programs for over 2,500 entrepreneurs, built a team of 12, and made the center a player in the venture capital space. Now she's thrilled to have stepped out on her own Leading Soul Career, which is a people development company that helps executives, professionals, and entrepreneurs discover their life's work, lead authentically, and build powerful legacies. She also hosts the Soul Career Podcast, which highlights stories from people who've taken a risk to discover careers that fill them with purpose and make them come alive. You know I love a good podcast. (laughs) And in today's episode, we talk about why it's important for side hustlers to identify their soul career, the process of doing the work to uncover your soul career, and we talk about Lysandra's journey moving from being an entrepreneur at the Richard Branson Center for Entrepreneurship to stepping out on her own to start the company she was called to build. Let's get right into it. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome, Lysandra, back to the guest chair. It's such a pleasure to have you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be back again.
0: I had to have you back because a lot has changed. And you are someone who I think will really inspire folks because your company that you found its sole career is what a lot of people are searching for. So for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, um, Lysandra was originally on the podcast episode 107 back in 2018. Wow. wow. And <laughs> at the time, <laughs> at the time you were the CEO of the Branson Center for Entrepreneurship in Jamaica. Can you tell us about what has transpired since we last spoke? What um, led to your transition from being a CEO of a company, being an entrepreneur, to ultimately making the leap and starting your own business?
1: Wow. Um, 2018, my goodness. <laughs> yep. Long time <laughs> so ago. So <laughs> much has happened since then. Yep. yep. Um, well, what really happened with me is that I went on. Trip to Spain in 2019, Mm -hmm. in May 2019. Okay. Spain has always
0: been your place. That's a common thread. I remember from the first
1: interview. Yeah. (laughs) So I lived in Spain when I was uh, 20 years old, as Mm -hmm. you know, my junior year abroad in Spain, in the south in Seville. And it was a transformational year. But I have not been back for 15 years until 2019. So I was invited to speak at the United Nations World Tourism Organization Conference for Tourism Entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I landed in Spain and all this nostalgia for my authentic self came back, right? It was like I had been in kind of a zombie mode, work, home, gym, work, home, gym. And when I went there, I remembered Life, the senses, Mm. the sensory experience of life. So it was the food and the architecture and the flamenco and (laughs) the journey backwards into the former version of myself. And I had this huge realization that I wanted to experience life every day. Mm -hmm. And what did that mean to me to really live every day? And it meant. Taking a step back from the career, quote unquote, which is the forward motion of ambition of the next thing and the next thing to create space for the being, right? Mm -hmm. Who I wanted to be. Um, And I wanted to create space for a family and a partnership. I had been so career focused up until that point um, that I hadn't left any space in my life for those things. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring forth what was in me to create in this world. And I had to do a lot of journaling and um, intuition, tapping into my intuition to figure out what that thing looked like. And that Mm -hmm. thing was soul career. Mm. So, what exactly is soul career? Yeah. So we are a people development company and we do this through coaching primarily um, supported by training programs, self-paced on-demand training programs. But the coaching is the core of what we do. So we do coaching with individuals and we do coaching with teams within organizations, executive coaching, leadership coaching, a lot of professional development, conflict management, communications, all using psychology, psychometrics to really understand who the person is, their true self, and bring that out in the leadership context through coaching.
0: I want to touch on the word soul, because that is such an important part of who we are and also what soul career is about. You know, why was it so important for you to call your business soul career?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, our mission is to combine or integrate, align the two sides of ourselves, right? Right. The work side and the being side, who we authentically are. Um, The name Soul Career actually came to me in one of these journaling sessions where I was doing some exercises to tap into my intuition. And I was trying to bring forth what is this thing that's in me to put out into the world. And I wrote the sentence. I'm searching for my soul's career, right? And then I just underlined the phrase, my soul's career. What is that? Soul career, soul career. And then I went to godaddy.com and looked, is that domain (laughs) name available? (laughs) Very important. Yeah, that's how it came out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I know for all of us, there comes a point where we hit a wall In whatever we're doing. This is so natural. And if you're going through this right now, I want you to know it's so natural for you to reach a wall and just go through this moment of confusion as you transition and think, what am I supposed to do next? What am I doing with my life? These questions will come up no matter how happy you are when you first get that job. And It applies to side hustling too. Um, You can start a side hustle and then as you get into the day-to-day nitty-gritty grind of it, it's a, what am I doing? Do I really want to still be doing this? And all of that. So that's why I think your work is so very important. And how did you start it up? Did you start it up while you were working or did you take some time Mm -hmm. off before starting it up?
1: Yeah. I loved my job at the Branson Center, I have to say. It's a very prestigious job. I was on stage with Richard Branson four times. You know, I was traveling all over the world to Spain, to Costa Rica, to London, speaking and doing just, it was a soul career for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what I wanted to do was to create something of my own and do it myself, mm-hmm. right. And create it from scratch and watch it grow a brand that I created, having learned all these things at the Brandson Center, yes. And, something that was just wholly mine, like my baby, right? At first. Um, So I did create it as a side hustle. (laughs) It was a side hustle first um, in 2019. Um, I think I started actually uh, shortly before that, uh, just building out, like I got a download from the universe, you know, for Mm. a program that I wanted to build. And I just wrote it all in like half an hour And started building the content piece by piece. And I was like, is anybody going to actually pay for this? How do I even get my first client? Because I'm a strategist. I've never been a salesperson, right? I didn't even know how to sell to the first person. So (laughs) I started with a beta group of people who would do it for a very low cost and just built it from there.
0: So Soul Career started with programs at first. So helping people through um, a series of content-focused kind of modules, so to speak, to help them to get to their own Soul Career. So um, what did that look like? Was that like online only? Did they come to any in-person sessions? And then how did you evaluate the success?
1: Yeah. So we started with one program. Now we have five Um, That first program, right, transitioners, people transitioning from a job that they were not fulfilled by into a fulfilling role. Uh, So it was a six or eight week program where you watched a video, 20 minute video, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Mm -hmm. Thursday evenings, you would come to a live coaching session with me, like group coaching session with about four or five other people, small groups, each Mm -hmm. learning from each other on taking this journey together. And it was really important to do it as a group and not one-on-one because the learning, it wasn't one directional. It was from everyone in the group sharing their experiences, cheering each other on as we all found soul careers together, right? Um, Which was just a beautiful experience. And we still have that formula for that first program, Transitioners.
0: I know some people are listening like, what is a soul career? Get out of here. It's not going to happen. Listen, I go to work. I get my check. <laughs> it provides means to an end and that's it. Uh, do you, When you speak to people like that, how do you help them to realize that it is possible to find fulfillment um, wherever you are or wherever you choose to work?
1: We spend so much of our lives at work. Um, I think we spend 70% of our lives working, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And so who we are in our work life has a huge impact in who we are outside of work which is why the integration of these two things is so important and showing up as your whole self in your work and being Mm -hmm. 100% human at work, which is something Richard Branson loves to say, actually. Um, It's so important. So dividing and compartmentalizing your life, like this part of me does this and this other part of me does that is exhausting and leads to burnout. And we actually have a burnout crisis right now. So when you align your personality, so we use a lot of psychometric tests. So when we, you align your profile and who you really are with mm-hmm. the work that you do and how you're showing up, it gives you energy. It doesn't suck the energy from you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what a soul career is, an alignment between your authentic 100% human self and mm-hmm. how you show up and what you do with that in the work setting. Got it.
0: And what are psychometric tests, by the way?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess you could call them personality tests, but it's more than personality. We don't look at just personality. We look at behavioral preferences, right? Ah. So these are the behaviors that I exhibit in my work. Um, Like, are you dominant? Meaning, do you Mm -hmm. need things to happen this way? Very decisive, very driven, very results oriented. Or are you low dominance, which is I'm more of a team player, I'll go along with what the team says, I like harmony, I like peace, (laughs) I avoid conflict. That's one angle we look at. We also look at high influence, looking at one-to-many, very people-oriented, very social, needs to interact Mm -hmm. with people as part of their work. Or am Mm -hmm. I more reserved? Do I need to withdraw to myself to regain my energy? We have pace of work, fast pace, go, 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 now, 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 deadlines, deadlines, or let's slow things down, let's take our time, let's make sure it's accurate and precise, let's come with a structure, let's have a plan. So those yes. different behaviors are matched with different roles, and if you're in a role that matches your natural behavioral styles, that's when the energy happens, right?
0: Right. And I'm so interested about, you know, what you actually do within Soul Career in addition to your story to founding it. Because I don't think you can side hustle when you are truly stressed and burnt out at work. That's the truth. So actually finding a role like this is a key part of the side hustle journey so I won't and, and I think there's a distinction between soul career as you refer to it versus like dream job okay so yeah. that language uh, um, is a shift that we should make as well because again um, as the meme says a lot of us don't dream of work a lot of us don't dream of going into the office or any of those things however when you align your personality you align your traits what you like to be doing, then you are happy when you go into work. Then you are fulfilled when you do these projects and you see it come to life Mm -hmm. and you can pour the extra energy you now have from not being burnt out, from not being tired into also pursuing your your other passions that sometimes we hide. We think we only have to focus on work, work, work.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I would even go further and say A lot of the clients that we get in consultation calls don't know what they want. They don't know who they are. They don't Mm -hmm. know what their dream is. They're looking for clarity on what makes them happy. They don't know what makes them happy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's where coaching really helps. But also a great career can help you find yourself. Right? Yes. Yes. I found myself at the Branson Center. Before mm-hmm. that, I was in heavy, heavy finance, private equity, consulting, right? Due diligence. Right. And at the Branson Center, I realized actually, I'm a people oriented person. I am a coach and a trainer. Um, I developed programs there for the first time, and then I ran the whole company first. Before running my own company. And it was an important training ground for me in running a company successfully. Oh, yeah. But also, it helped me understand what I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have discovered myself outside of that career. Now, soul career is actually heavily, heavily in how do you become a soulful leader within Ooh. that role of mm-hmm. a great career? So you found the soul career. You've gotten promoted. So that's step one. We have one program for finding the soul career. We have a second program for getting promoted within that soul career and showing up as your best self. Then the third program is now you're a leader. You're leading a team. How do you be a soulful leader, which is what's needed today? A listening leader, a coaching leader. And then the fourth one is soul career entrepreneur. Now, how do you align your business, stepping into it fully with your authentic self. So there's a career life cycle that happens here. It's a journey. And each step on that journey has a lot of power, a lot of learning for you. And it's all about becoming more and more yourself.
0: What did you do after that first round, that kind of incubator round of the program? What did you take from it and what did you do next?
1: I did two incubator rounds while I was CEO of the Brand Santos as a proper, proper side hustle. So after work, <laughs> on the weekends, yep. because this was, thing was in me and I had to get it out into mm-hmm. the world. You know, I had to birth it. After that, um, I went on the trip to Spain and I decided I wanted to do it full time. Mm. So actually, that was the timeline of things. So I had started building this thing on my own. And then I went to Spain and I was like, I need to fully live this life that I'm building on the side. But you made that decision. I went to Spain. I came back. I sat on those feelings for two months because I was mm. giving up a lot, right? I was yeah. giving up first-class flights for free on Virgin <laughs> Atlantic, Transatlantic, you know? <laughs> like, There's a lot of perks. You don't get those perks as an entrepreneur. Right. Okay. <laughs> right? Um. And then I made the decision, and I told my board six months out from my leaving date because, as CEO, mm-hmm. I had to give six months' notice. Okay. And that those six months were the most anxiety I've ever had in my life. Mm. Did I just what ruin? What was fueling my life? the anxiety? Did I ruin my life? You know, okay. all <laughs> the things I've built, I'm just going to throw it away to do this mm-hmm. small thing, and. Am I going to go broke and destitute? Am I going to lose everything going into this business? Because I had a nice quality of life. I had a great apartment that I loved. Great, Mm -hmm. you know, go out for meals every day, dinners and so on. Am I going to have to go into debt and lose all my savings, lose all my investments to fund this thing? That was the biggest source of anxiety. Of course. Yep. Um, and, you know, those fears are warranted. Let me say it's not it's, being an entrepreneur full time is no bed of roses. Uh, and we can talk about that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then my third wave of anxiety is how yeah. am I even going to find the first paying customer at the price yes. that I want? I have no idea how to sell anything. I'm a strategist.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that was a whole learning journey
0: what steps did you take to learn how to acquire your first customer?
1: <gasps> oh, geez, you're asking a hard question. Oh, well, you know the
0: answers. I know you,
1: you know what you did. <laughs> right, so right. there are two things that I did. One mm-hmm. was to try to remember back 10 years to business school and yes, think so. about what did I learn about selling in business school again? <laughs> Right. And it's, and the thing was concentric circles, right? Start with Mm -hmm. the people closest with you, start with your Mm -hmm. inner network and try to find your first client that way. So Mm -hmm. I did do some social media posts, but it was really one-on-one direct manual outreach to people on LinkedIn, to my inner circle saying, this is what I'm doing now. And actually my first paying client was a friend who paid full price and believed in what I was able to do, right? From my friend group. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was one set of things I did. So a lead list is important, a list Mm -hmm. of leads. So combing LinkedIn, writing down profiles, link to profiles, sending messages. Hey, Mm -hmm. take this psychometric test and I'll do a free consultation with you. And then I had to find a sales script on the first consultation calls, how Mm -hmm. to convert someone from a call, into a paying client and yeah. I had to practice that script a lot. I found that through Taki Moore's book, um, he's a coach and he has a okay. whole framework around coaching and the coaching conversation and the sales conversation. Oh, and interesting. then I hired some sales guys, Okay. sales coaches, B2C. So they did like landing pages, email automation, Facebook ads, I hired them for eight months. And they went step by step, map the target audience, make the copy look good, build landing pages, build um, ads, iterate, iterate, iterate on the ads, see where the funnel is working and where it's not. But Mm -hmm. after eight months, we were getting about six clients a month, which wasn't enough to cover the bills. Um, Luckily, I had had some investors who would pay Mm -hmm. for the first 13 or 14 months of the company so we could test these things at the time. Okay. But- by month eight, it was clear that the sales process was not working. And so we mm. had to do a big pivot. So what was that pivot? Yeah. So my three investors and me and my brother, who are the founders in the business, we have mm-hmm. a call, let's say every six months, every year, like a board meeting almost, right? Uh, but not a formal board. But in that meeting, they said, stop wasting your time and energy trying to make this B2C consumer, um, strategy work. The real money is in B2B. You need to sell 20, 30, 40, 50 seats at a time instead of one seat at a time. Right. I was very resistant to that because I had come out of corporate, you know, um, not super corporate, but still a corporate company. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I didn't want to interface with more corporations for a while i really wanted to coach individuals and i wanted to learn how to build the audience and scale the audience through the podcasting and the ads and the Right. right that whole thing but that takes a lot of money to yes. get effective ads on Facebook, you have to spend at least $100 a day, at least, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to even get it working, right? Yeah. Um, and it's so, so not
0: promised, mm-hmm. and then you, you spend a lot of money, and you might not make it
1: back. Right. You get a trickle of clients coming in. Mm-hmm. So I was very resistant to the idea, but then it was clear that, yeah, we need to sell multiple seats at a time, not one at okay. a time. So we switch strategies and I actually had more experience selling B2B uh because I was a fundraiser Brian Center was a nonprofit um is a nonprofit and so we had to do a lot of you know fundraising okay. so I had acquired that skill set of uh, you know pitching for funds to corporations um and so Yeah, that was a much easier proposition for me. Again, you start with a lead list. You start with who do I know at each company, Mm -hmm. then send my pitch deck and get Mm -hmm. in front of them, get on the call. But I had a huge network in the business world. And so that was a much more seamless process. Mm -hmm. And within three or four months, we got one or first big client that bought 40 seats in our leadership coaching program. Wow! And that saved the company. We were one month away from running out of cash when that happened. So
0: from barely like having six people and that not being enough to getting 40 seats. um, First of all, you're inspiring me because (laughs) I'm at a pivot point, which I'll talk to you guys about in my next solo. (laughs) And I'm like, maybe I need to do B2B. (laughs) (laughs) i'm like aha light bulb um sometimes you need to hear things over and over again which is why i love talking to my guests my wonderful Mm -hmm. guests like you um but that was so smart of you to have those um you know unofficial board members to have that sounding board and to pivot and as you started doing that did you find it easy to get more and more businesses to opt in for multiple
1: seats after that great question um Yes. The short answer is yes. The longer Mm -hmm. answer is B2B selling cycle is a long selling cycle, right? Um, It takes on average right now, six to eight months to close a big corporation. Once they're in the door, they're with us for two years or more as clients. So it's a strong recurring revenue avenue Okay. But getting them to close is a process, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> um, so you have to supplement that cash flow issue with B2C. So there has to be a blended approach, just speaking from an entrepreneur perspective. Right. Um, so, what we do now is we have to be building that pipeline all the time of potential mm-hmm. business clients. And Interacting with them, following up with them, follow up call. We did the pitch. Let's hear what you thought about the proposal. Right. Are you ready to sign? No, we have a yes. board meeting. We need to get approvals, etc. Board meeting. <laughs> are you ready to sign? Right. So right, it's a process. Right. Yes. <laughs> but it's worth it because of the volume that you sell through that avenue. But your cash can run out while you're waiting on that to happen. Um, so we are turning our attention back to individual marketing and the podcast and the individual clients, because it's more consistent, even though it's smaller over time. And so we're doing both strategies at once.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, I can relate to that, you know, in doing my brand partnerships, but still having my own programs because you, you know, it takes longer to close. It takes longer to get yeah. payment. From the brand partner sometimes, although the deals are bigger, but then, you know, you have a little bit more control over your own programs, the B2C individual programs. CEO School, hosted by Sonera Madani, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. CEO School is committed to closing the gap and helping more women level up by sharing stories and strategies from powerful women in leadership. Because as Sanera likes to say, nothing bad happens when women make more money. I was recently checking out her episode, The Big Pitch. And in this episode, Sanera teaches the ins and outs of a professional, concise and attention grabbing PR pitch. So you get to learn the power of third party validation through earned media as Sanera shares insider tips on making your brand shine and how to establish yourself as a thought leader by harnessing the incredible influence of publishing your own content. So listen to CEO School wherever you get your podcasts. What have you seen as far as results and as just as far as helping people get to those next, that next step?
1: Yeah, so the thing I love in the business most is actually the coaching, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I have to be a businesswoman on top of the product, which is our coaching services. Mm -hmm. And I can get dragged into taxes and (laughs) B2B and pipeline building. And and when I get dragged into that stuff, I get very sad. And when I get back to coaching, I remember the joy in the business. So that's one thing that I have to say to your audience that. Most people start on an, an entrepreneur journey because they love the product, right? Mm-hmm. I love podcasting. I yeah. love coaching. I love baking. Yeah. But when you have to make that product fund your life, right, there's a whole package around the product that comes yes. into play. And if you're the CEO, your focus has to be on the package and you have mm-hmm. to kind of hire people to deliver the product sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we have a team of Three or four coaches now, and we're onboarding now, right now. Okay. Plus, I have an administration manager, plus, we have a content manager and three writers because we're building new programs right now. We're building yes. Soul Career Entrepreneur, we're putting the finishing touches on that, and we're building Soul Career Sales <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because we learned so much <laughs> about sales. Right? Very important um, skill. Mm -hmm. So in terms of results, uh, our biggest program is Soul Career Executives, which is our leadership training program inside businesses, helping their managers become better leaders. That's our biggest program. We have phenomenal results from that program. We had one cohort 30% change from before the program to after the program in my ability to perform in my role right? Mm. We have 17% increase in how bonded I feel to my organization. So we work on employee retention, employee motivation, employee engagement, and those numbers are off the chart. In terms of people finding their sole careers, incredible results there as well. I sometimes can't believe how many people, lives we've touched and changed, who've moved into careers that allow them to be more of themselves. I think the number now is 220 um, since we launched. Wow. And the quality of the people we have in our cohort, it's just very high performing, highly ambitious people who want more from life. Mm -hmm. Right. So the conversations in those coaching calls are just very powerful and beautiful. And it's an honor to be a part of that journey in those Mm. people's lives. So 200, over 200, I've kind of lost count on that, close to 250, I think, at this point. And then through executives, we've done another 200 people at least, maybe another 250, And then we have professionals, how to get promoted once you've gotten that dream job before you become a leader of teams. We've done about 80 people through that program. So can you believe these numbers I'm talking about? I can't even believe it. (laughs) Because these are
0: humans. You know, a lot of times you hear stats and it sounds a little bigger or what have you. But when you really get to a human level, human transformation, it takes time. These are like to have 200, 250, 80 people go through that and have this transformation it is really powerful because they're also going to impact their teams. They're, Absolutely. I don't know how many times when I was working, you know, in corporate where people were just promoted just because they'd been somewhere for 2 3 years, no management experience. <laughs> so to have these yeah. kind of programs really help people to feel more connected and to do better work that impacts everyone on the team.
1: Absolutely. Um, we helped someone recently increase her salary by 250%. Nice. Right? Um, <laughs> just going from one job to yeah. the next. So yeah. it's not just about woo-woo, soulful <laughs> stuff. It's also about right. money. We care about right. being well compensated yes. while we're doing the things that we love exactly. to do.
0: Because being well compensated, that fulfills my soul, personally. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, That's exactly. Of, that is part of a soul career for me. Absolutely. It's um, an essential so ingredient. It's an essential no way, ingredient. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The money is important, right? It's mm-hmm. a really important part of a soul career. It's You can't go broke in your soul career, then it's not oh, a soul no. career, right? Oh, no. Yeah. And in it, I wanted to say one other thing based on what you said. Most mm-hmm. people get promoted because they're technically good at something. They're good at being an individual contributor. They're Mm -hmm. good at their specific area of expertise, but then they get promoted and they have to manage people. And that's a whole other skill set that corporations don't pay enough attention to in developing in these people who are getting promoted to leadership roles. So the clients we work with are actually very progressive In Mm -hmm. bringing us in to say, this is how you manage human beings Mm -hmm. while taking a human approach while still achieving targets. Mm -hmm. And that's so essential in the post-COVID world where we are in a burnout crisis right Right. now. And so the teams that we work with bring a different approach to leadership that's more human, still achieving results, still making the money. And I want to touch on the piece
0: about money again, just to share a little bit of my own experience that I think really applies to the work that you're doing. So I remember when I um, interviewed for my prior role before becoming a full-time entrepreneur at NPR, it was um, on paper, a more junior role. And because I happened to know actually the um, HR manager at the time, we've both left since. So I think I could share this story. <laughs> um she, you know, who was over that role that used to be, that was like my first internship boss ever back at HBO when I, my very first internship. So she was able to give me a little bit more insight and in the fact that, hey, or, or a bit more confidence because normally I wouldn't think to say, to go for that role and say, hey, you know, I, if I come in, I, you know, this is the salary I require and this is the title I require. But yeah. because of her, a black woman, you know, giving me that coaching, I was able to do that. So that's a piece Mm -hmm. of us having coaching with someone that I think is very helpful as well to remind you that, hey, you might see a job with the actual work you want to be doing. But don't forget that these things are also important too. If you want to walk into a room and be addressed as a senior manager not a coordinator not an assistant um people say titles don't matter but they do in a sense they yeah, do yeah. in corporate america so if you want to yeah. make sure that all of that aligns for you to make it the soulful career that you need then you can do that you have permission to do that
1: absolutely absolutely and just seeing those opportunities and Listening to the whole human being; those are skills in coaching, right? Oh yeah. Uh, bringing the coachy out of the weeds and up to the ten thousand foot level. Mm-hmm. observing yourself from outside of yourself, mm-hmm. listening, not just to the words that are being said, but the energy, the listening for the vision that the person yes. has helping yes. bring them into that vision. Right. Those are all coaching techniques. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> I love this. I love this. I think I need some stole <laughs> career coaching too, as an entrepreneur, um, because it's hard being a business owner. Let's talk about, let's shift to this conversation. Oh,
1: it is hard. Uh, you, because- it is the hardest things. Yeah, we need you... a coach
0: ourselves, right? We mm-hmm. need guidance too. We need to check yeah. in and, and 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 have a sounding board. So how are you navigating that while also coaching others?
1: Yeah. Um starting a business and going full-time of in it mm-hmm. is uh, outside of marriage, it's the biggest container mm-hmm. for personal growth and personal challenge mm-hmm. ever, right? And personal growth is painful. It's oh, yeah. very painful. You have to be faced with challenges in order to stretch into that. Oh, yes. Your abilities to ascend to the next level of yourself, right? Um, so I am constantly stretched with managing cash flows. So you get this great client, you get four clients in a year, the cash is looking good. Yep. And then the calendar <laughs> year ends. And you have to start all over again the next year and do it all again and get four new clients in the door with 40 people each. And it's not just on a year basis. You start over every month because I have Mm -hmm. a payroll now. I have a team. And so every month it's, what are we bringing in? What are we bringing out, And at this point in our trajectory, that's our my biggest challenge because I want to mm. be coaching. I don't want to be in the financial statements all the time, <laughs> right. but I have to be. <laughs> yeah. And I feel you I about don't. how sad it can make you. Cause literally
0: yeah. I was just sad yesterday dealing with, you know, things related to entity and legal things that I need to do for yeah. the business. I was just mad and yeah. sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so depleting. It's not what yeah. we started business to do. I right. started business to coach and to podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And so I can't wait for the new problem to be oh my gosh, we have more clients than we know what to do with. We have so much money. Oh my gosh, what do we do with all this money? I look forward (laughs) to that problem. So that's one of my tools is to really imagine a different, the ideal scenario for myself, (laughs) right? I have to keep pulling myself out. And I read books to help me shift my perspective. The big mm. one I read, this little tiny book, it's called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success mm. by Deepak Chopra. Okay. And one of the laws is the law of least effort, right? A flower blooms effortlessly. It just has to exist to go into its growth spurt and bloom, right? Because the universe supports it. And so I have to remember that I'm creating the conditions for effortless abundance. Mm. That's my mantra, right? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I've done coaching myself. I'm currently in a coach certification program with the International Coaching Federation. And I learn so much Mm -hmm. from other coaches and you know, more experienced coaches, yes. coaches in different contexts, in different geographies. Um, and that helps me to remember what's possible yes. and take me out of the weeds. And then, of course, I've hired specific coaches for things that I needed, like the sales coaches in that first year of the business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go to therapy um, when I need, probably I was in therapy every month during COVID once a month mm-hmm. just to navigate. Everything there. Yes. Um, and then my team. I rely a lot on my team. I couldn't do mm-hmm. it as a solopreneur. I oh, have no. to yeah. I have to do it with people in order to continue going because sometimes you get depleted and then you have to show up for the people right. that are depending on you. And that's what gets me to keep going sometimes when it gets hard. You know?
0: Oh yes. All of that is so relatable and so real. I'm glad you shared. And we hear a lot about outsourcing and how that helps us to take stuff off our plate. I talk about that as well, but outsourcing is a stage process because you need the money to pay the people (laughs) you outsource to. (laughs) And you don't want more stress on you because you have more people to pay before you really have figured out that plan. So it's a nonstop kind of cycle of responsibility that you have to figure out as an entrepreneur. So side hustlers, um, you know, Important consideration before you go full-time.
1: I mean, I'm having that challenge right now where I, you know, I spent money in terms of my payroll Mm -hmm. on the product. We want to make sure we deliver very high quality every single time. So we hired coaches first in addition to myself, right? Yes. But now I need to build out the revenue team. Um, Mm -hmm. So our business development person, someone to hunt with me for clients as well as our marketing team and also our accounting team and our Mm -hmm. administration team on the other side. So now I'm like, okay, let me hold off on this for three more months so that I can hire this person. And then when this contract kicks in, then I'm going to hire that. And then right. let me say no to this. So it's a constant maneuvering <laughs> between the the constraints of what the money yes. can do, right?
0: Yeah, it's. It, I mean, t- that's another way to employ your strategic background, right? Your strategy yeah. mind, <laughs> but it is but it is challenging and tiring. What keeps you going? What keeps you going? Because this is this is hard and challenging.
1: Yeah, um, I whenever I feel. Down, I ask myself the question: is there anything else you would rather do? Mm. Right? Is there anything else that you see out there that is as attractive or more attractive than what you're doing and building right now? Yeah. And the answer is no. If money were no constraint, this is what I would be doing with my life, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I am living my purpose, even though it's hard. But that's what keeps me going. Like the second thing is the clients are raving fans. So right (laughs) now we work a lot with HR managers. Okay. And they want Soul Career to keep going. They love (laughs) us. They're sending people always. They're sending referrals. (laughs) They're introduced. They're like, we want this thing to keep going and keep growing. Um, And their enthusiasm helps me too. Like, yes. Soul Career deserves to continue thriving and growing and changing people's lives. This is supposed to be here. The challenges Mm -hmm. I'm being faced with is to help me to grow into being a wealthy person. Yes. <laughs> this is. I'm learning wealth yes. right now. Yes. Spent three months on taxes in multiple jurisdictions. We pay taxes in Jamaica. We pay taxes in the US. We take right? So, yeah. Sp- spent three months on taxes because I'm mm-hmm. learning to be wealthy. I'm right. learning to be wealthy. <laughs> learn it, learn it, learn it. It is. You're literally
0: preaching to the choir here. I'm like learning, and I just got finished rereading, um, rich dad, poor dad, and so I'm like, okay, this is the year I get more ducks in a row financially. Like I'm learning to be a wealthy person and to truly mm-hmm. have assets pay for everything and make sure that I, you know, just have the most um, tax beneficial structure possible for my business and all of that. But yeah. it is a definitely like pull up your, you know, your big girl pants type of work going
1: on. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I'd say is I had a mentor through a friend of mine who has a, Company helping people get into business school, a coaching company to get into grad school. Yes. And she has a mentor, a fantastic mentor who built a coaching company for PhD students and sold Mm -hmm. it for a good amount of money. Very inspiring story. Wow. And I was able to have a conversation with her Mm -hmm. and she said to me, the only thing you need to do is flip the switch on cash on Mm -hmm. wealth. That's the only thing, Right. So for now, this is the constant cash flow every month. Managing it is the hardest yeah. thing for me. Right. But if that problem was solved, yes, there's nothing else that would be... Challenging for me in the business at this point, in that I love the coaching. The challenge would be growing it, getting more coaches, getting more, you know. So once I flip that switch, everything changes. Mm. And that perspective helps me a lot because it's not about what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's not about my team. My team is incredible. We have five incredible women on the team. It's not about the vision, it's not about the purpose. We're doing the things, we're doing all the things there's just one little switch that needs to be flipped and I'm actively learning how to flip eye switch, you know?
0: Yes. So
1: talk to me again five years from now, and I'll be like, Right. Remember when money was an issue? Oh my God, those days are <laughs> oh long gone. Now I'm trying to decide which properties I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. buy in which jurisdiction right. my portfolio. Now I have to rebalance my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Now it's about this. I can't wait to have those problems, right? Same, because this same. one I'm just learning. This is just one stage of learning. Mm-hmm. And once I learn the sailing and the turn. the the pipe on then it's gonna be a new set of problems the problems of wealth and I'm calling it in I'm calling it we welcome you
0: wealth problems we welcome you I welcome you I can't wait (laughs) for you to come to me right right (laughs) Again, I relate on so many levels, and some of you listening might relate as well, um, because you're learning to sell. You're, you're consistently focused on the next client or clients, plural, and that takes us away from for me I love the creative work and once that flip is switched I can just focus on the creative work like brainstorming new and you know more robust interviews brainstorming all this content I want to make to inspire people or help people and I'm sure the same for you right thinking of all the ways you can distill what you know to help your clients even more because as you're going through this this is all things that you can teach. This is all things people need to
1: learn. Absolutely yeah
0: but you're yeah. so caught up in it. You can't even take the time to like record it and outline it and teach it to people.
1: <laughs> well, that's an interesting challenge in that mm-hmm. now, because of all the things on my plate, we have, I wrote all the first three programs in the mm-hmm. company myself, right? Yes. With my content manager supporting. Right. Now we have four writers. Oh, great. speed up the next program, which will be entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and I review it. I'm in the review process, but I'm not, so it's scaling before yes, my very it's, eyes. It's I scaling love it. before my very eyes. It's doing all the things I'm dreaming of it doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I imagine myself as one, two steps away from flipping that switch. We're so close okay. and all I have to do is navigate this time. And I have to, this challenge is in my life to teach me how to attract that abundance. It's here to Mm. teach me how to be wealthy. You don't just go from point A to point B without that challenge, right? Mm. And once you overcome that challenge and you figure it out, you become a new version of yourself where it flows to you effortlessly. And that's the process I'm going through right now.
0: Mm. I just had to sit with that for a moment because I just... um, You know, that just speaks to me on many, many levels. (laughs) But before we get into the lightning round, I'd love to know more about how you approach hiring. Um, Did you have any challenges in the process or, you know, has it been smooth sailing for you?
1: Yeah. The thing that I'm very grateful for is having had the experience of running a company before this. Right. Yes, so running yes. the Branson Center, having to hire people, having to fire people, having to create programs, having to deal with a board, having to deal with clients, mm-hmm. um, donors. Mm-hmm. So all of that experience, it was very challenging at the time, but it really helped me to run my own business. And I'm very structured when it comes to hiring because I really learned that you have to hire slowly, fire fast. I mean, yes. everybody says that, but actually doing it <laughs> is hard yeah and living the consequences of a poor hiring decision in a tiny company Mm -hmm. is very um rough in terms Mm. of the energy of the whole team is affected if one person comes in with the wrong energy right Mm. so i'm very structured and slower on hiring so I start with the LinkedIn ad and then we do a psychometric test to make sure that if it it's the role that we're trying to hire for yeah. and then we go into an interview process that is part presentation on a project and part interview mm-hmm. and yeah and then we choose the person coming out of that and it's really just understanding how you think, understanding how you work, yes. really trying to bring out um, you know this personality, the alignment with the team and our values. Uh, And that's my process, and I just follow it. So add, test, psychometric test, structured interview process. And that's how I found my number two, um, Bear Trees, who's our executive coach at Soul Career. Nice. Uh, But it's getting harder to do that because the job market has changed a Mm. lot. Um, Quiet quitting, and it's a real thing. Uh, There's a lot of attrition through a process like that, meaning – You know, you have 10 people to start, but they're getting jobs, getting jobs. Even now, um, apparently there's a recession coming. It doesn't show in the job market. Job market is very tight for the things that I'm trying to hire for. And even marketing, it's hard to get a good marketing person in the door, really hard. That might be the hardest thing to hire for right now. And so we have to do referrals and ask our network. And I saw an ad agency featured in the paper and I called them up and I said, right? So there's a lot of that that's happening right now as well. But still there's a vetting that has to happen before they get introduced to the team. Mm -hmm.
0: And have you considered taking on any more investment during this period?
1: Yes, I have considered it, definitely. Um, But I keep coming back to we have to build the muscle of generating cash in the Mm -hmm. business ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't wanna become a business that's dependent on external funding, equity or loans to run itself. We have to be able to build that muscle ourselves. And um, also I don't want it to be diluted further uh, Mm -hmm. as the majority shareholder. I think it's important for me to maintain a certain percentage. Um, and so that's the answer. Yeah. I really want us to learn what we need to learn. Because I look at these huge Silicon Valley companies who are all debt funded or equity funded and they can't turn a profit. Nope. And <laughs> it's not a sustainable yeah. strategy. It's just not, especially for a small business. Right. So you have to learn the things, the hard things. right?
0: Absolutely. And, and it's always curious to me when you see those companies and some of them are just they're doing amazingly well. But it's like, what's the end what's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> what's gonna what's happen I mean? when the investors are looking for their money like how how do we um reconcile Uber these?
1: is a great yeah. example how do They're we reconcile a very this? very big challenge mm-hmm. we work. work you know cautionary yeah. tales there yep. so
0: yep mm-hmm. so but yeah especially as a, a small business it is so important to really learn how to turn that profit and and to do yeah. it consistently so it's a muscle yes. that I too am very adamant about building and so yeah. it was uh, nice to hear your perspective on that So now let's jump into the lightning round. You know the deal. You've been through this before. Just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Okay. All right. So, what? To to the point. Yes. Um, (laughs) What's a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience?
1: Monday.com. It's our project management software. And we run everything through there so that we can see what anybody is working on at any given time. So important. Mm -hmm
0: um who is a non-celebrity black woman entrepreneur who you would want to trade places with for a day and why
1: non-celebrity i can't say michelle obama <laughs> no love no. to have dinner with barack for a day <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't <are> we all <laughs> well at the time it would have been one of your previous guests mm-hmm. um danielle who has um of course from scratch yes yes Danielle Right, Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, she turned on the cash machine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i just love to see her whole setup on Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I know she does a lot of live masterclasses, uh, but I'd love to see her whole setup from the inside out and see if can we replicate that, you know, because she did 25 million last I heard. um, Yeah right it, Some yeah crazy it, number it's, it's a heavy, life-changing number
0: a heavy ch- life-changing number for sure and definitely masterclass driven the last I heard um but you know a lot has, has shifted she probably needs an update to update episode mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. number three what is a non-negotiable part of your day
1: huh, my wake-up routine mm. which if I don't do it I'm not showing up as my best self Mm -hmm. and I have to show up as my best self for the mountain of things I have to do. So um, having a cup of coffee, taking a walk, working out Mm non-negotiables before I start the rest of my day.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm, Love it. Um, Number four, what is a personal trait about you that has helped you significantly in business?
1: My optimism, I think Mm -hmm. um, just, being able to see when you can't see mm. like entrepreneurship is swimming in the dark and you have an idea of where you want to go but you have no idea if you're swimming in the right direction or not mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and so you have to be very optimistic very future focused and coming back to your affirmations and trusting and having faith that you're going to make it there
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Finally, what is your parting advice for fellow black women entrepreneurs who want to start their own thing, but are worried about losing that steady paycheck?
1: Take a psychometric test to see <laughs> if you have the profile to really do this for the long haul yes. and don't kid yourself about it. Right. Yes. Um, I think that if you value stability, mm-hmm. don't do this. Mm-hmm. Right? If you value predictability, if yeah. you have kids and a mortgage, and you need to be seeing consistent growth in your Mm -hmm. income and wealth building, this is not the path for that, right? Mm -hmm. Not kids!
0: (laughs) Are you slicing me
1: off the kids. You did it before you had kids! (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) But I'm just saying, it's a different Mm -hmm. weight. Mm -hmm. It's a different weight on your shoulders. Oh, yeah. And Magical thinking is not gonna get you there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it will, it will sort itself out, or right. the money will come, right? No, no, it's a slog. It is a slog. Do you oh, have yeah. the energy for that slog? Do you mm-hmm. have the? It's a marathon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You think you get to the end, you have a great profitable year. We had a fantastic year last year, yeah. and you start again yeah. from zero. Zero. The next year. <laughs> And yeah, you have to have that get back up, that
0: get back up spirit. Like Resilient. when you have a bad day, yeah. that resilience, like, all right, let's go, let's do this. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Um, you know, I totally I, I don't wanna you be a
1: downer. That. No, you can't,
0: you can't, no, no, you (laughs) you can't be um, unrealistic about this process. And you can't be um, the person who is pessimistic either, where you're like, oh, I knew this wasn't going to work. I give up, blah, blah, blah. You have to really believe, no, I'm going to figure this out. If I don't figure it out, I'm going to figure out something to, you know, make money in the meantime to hold me over. So that's an important part of it too. Like just figuring out what you can do to sustain yourself at all times.
1: So, what can you do, just to flip my advice from "Don't do it if this," yeah. do do it if you can say to yourself, "I am willing to do what it takes to make this yes. successful." Yes, for X years, right? Yes. So, I'm starting year four now, mm-hmm. and you know, am I willing to mortgage my house? Not really. Um, (laughs) Am I willing to move back in with my parents? I was at the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I willing to liquidate all my investments and all my savings to make this work? Am I willing to... Right. This is what it takes. So if you are willing because this fire that's inside you is compelling to birth, compelling you to birth this thing into the world, do it. Yes. You have to do it. You owe it to yourself
0: to do it. I know for me, I always feel... Um, I always feel that it's going to work out and not not in a rosy, not in a like, oh, magic is just going to happen way, but in like a just a surety. And I I think that comes back to my faith and also just knowing that I'm going to figure it out and other people have done it. I can do it kind of a thing. But that that's what keeps me going like, oh, I'm going to figure this out. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. I look back at my past when I had no idea. Right. What was going to happen? you know, seven years ago, I've been podcasting now for seven years. I had no idea all this was going to come. So that's what keeps me going too. realizing that the path that I have set for myself now, I could have never predicted. Didn't know
1: it was going to happen. I love that word word, knowing. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's an inner knowing. The other word is faith. Mm -hmm. The other word is look how far I've come. I can get there. I can do what it takes to get to the next step. Yeah. Right. So you have to do all of this self-coaching and Mm self-talk on this journey. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now, where can people
0: get um, and, you know, start out with a psychometric test on the Soul Career site? Like direct people a little bit because I know they're going to want to get started after this episode.
1: (laughs) Right. So the first place to start with us is to book a free consultation Mm -hmm. with us, and you'll probably get me or Beatrice on that call. Mm -hmm. Um, And we ask you to put in the results of your Myers-Briggs personality test. It's the godfather of all personality tests. Everyone should do it. You can do a free one on 16personalities.com or Mm -hmm. on Mm truity.com. And then we ask you to give it to us. We input that for everyone who comes to a consultation with us. Mm -hmm. And on that call, we're going to ask you, what is your ideal life? If you threw away everything you've studied, everything you've done, throw that all (laughs) into the bin, design your life from scratch. What does it look like? And then we say, where are you now? What prompted you to book this call with me? Mm -hmm. Then we look at your psychometrics and try to map, use that knowledge to map how do we get from where we are now towards that vision of where we want to go. And then we give you some resources around that. And if you're a fit for our program, we will invite you to one of them, either transitioners, executives or professionals or entrepreneurs.
0: Love it. And so people can connect with you where? Soulcareer.com.
1: Or on Instagram, look for Soul Career on Instagram. You can connect with me personally, Liz Rickards on Instagram, Lissandra Rickards on LinkedIn. Those are the two places where I'm most active as well.
0: All right, guys. And there you have it. Thanks so much for joining us this week. I certainly learned a lot from um, Lissandra and am really inspired to get started with um, some more of this self-inner work that Soul Career provides. I will talk to you next week.